Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the show in which we podcast about the escape room we just solved in the previous <laughs> podcast that we did. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so. <sighs> Excellent. So, uh, for, for everyone here, it's been a week since our last room, but for the people in this recording, it's been about a minute so congratulations guys you got out of the room thank you so much and in with such ease it was just <laughs> yeah. it no, was you guys, amazing you guys did really well there were some interesting like sticking points but overall like you got some got stuff pretty well it's a long it was a hard room i thought it was mm-hmm. like, a, like a longer harder room i have trouble telling when something's gonna be a hard room or not but yeah apparently this was a tricky one <sighs> so i think it took me because i play tested this quite recently and i had the same sort of uh sticking points and, same time frame. And the same sort of time frame. It took a while. Oh, wow. So good work. It was a hard room. The problem is, right, is what happened is that we ignored a piece of information that we just shouldn't have ignored. And that's every time we found a key, it had a specific amount of uh, teeth on it. And I just completely ignored that as information. I did write that down. I did write it down. And but, What the but, hell were you yeah. doing then? <laughs> well, no, I just ignored well, But I didn't think of... of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then knowing what the word spells and then thinking of, oh, that's the sequence of the doors that yeah, use that, that thing the, to was, spell that, out that name. Yeah, yeah. that's the hardest thing was thinking, okay, we have this information now, but I still don't know what to do with mm. this information. But the obvious thing is, is that you do what the object is does. It's it's a key. You, you open and close doors mm. with it. So do that with the object. It is a tricky jumping point. I understand that. And I would like to think of a nice way to rewrite that one in future if I ever use something similar, because there is an interesting thing where you know you have these three keys. Obviously, you know what keys do. You've discovered that they spell something out but you've already attempted to use them yeah. and making that jump to maybe we weren't using them quite right yeah what i thought was interesting with the yeah. way that puzzle's put together is that the sequencing of the room is set up so that you can't have used the keys in that order accidentally yeah that's like, that's smart yeah because you get them in the in an eel order and there's i don't think there's a way to change that you can't get the l before the E's. And so you you very specifically can't have accidentally already done it. Yeah. Which I think was nicely put together. Yeah, because the one is behind the other door, so you cannot open that door if you don't have... Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And by the way, I found out that if you take those musical notes and, and you play them, you get... Dun, 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 which is the theme song of Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's was the that's the was the whole point behind the whole the whole room. I think that's yeah. It was uh, so so uh, so going through that. Like we're talking about the key puzzle because it was a bit of a sticking point. It was it was an initial one. I actually, when I was doing that, um, I was reading all the keys uh, horizontally rather than vertically. So I was going oh. mim. It's mim. It's M I M. Mim. Yeah, Who's mim? As well, that could have been. But then I thought, oh no, it's me. It's and, gotta yeah. be mim. I, um, I I luckily but, luckily I drew the keys, so I when you told them so I, and I, I drew them the right way around. No, I had to tell you to draw the keys. Yeah, Billy. but That's I true, drew them true. eventually. But I the way I drew them was accidentally the right way around the first time. So that's good. Oh, good. Which is <laughs> um so so other than that so that's that's what we're talking about because we sort of got caught. Was there any puzzle 
in this room that you that you specifically liked or that you specifically that you felt proud of that you felt proud was there a moment where you felt proud for look, getting the solution look, of a puzzle when I room? melted that chocolate it was it changed my whole world <laughs> Why well, did you not think that would be... Because you said, uh, why did you not okay, think that would let me be explain, obvious? Let me explain the chocolate. It's the first thing I, I said do. in the episode I'd explain the chocolate. I'll, I'll explain my, my chocolate feelings. So when I found the chocolate, I, I, I picked it up. I gave it a shake. And Danny very specifically said it didn't make any rattling sounds or anything. And then I thought to myself immediately, I went, oh, I should melt this chocolate. And then I went, you know what, though? There's nothing that's told me to melt this chocolate yet. To all of my knowledge, it's just a block of chocolate. And I probably shouldn't destroy things in this room. Like, I shouldn't break stuff until there's some indication that I should break it. Now, you just broke it without any indication that you should break it. That's fine. But it turns out that in part of my notes that I just hadn't read in a while, I did say that there was a rattling noise inside the chocolate. And because to me, if there'd been a rattle inside that chocolate, 100% melt it straight away because that's like an indication. But in, in the original reading of that note for me, and, and didn't come up for you guys either, though, it was like, oh, this is just a solid block of chocolate. If I feel like I should melt it, but I might wait until something in the room like indicates that, because otherwise I'm just destroying chocolate that I can't get back. Yeah. That was my thought. I didn't think people wouldn't think to melt it. I, was, I uh, thought that yeah. we needed, there needed to be something extra to, to make them know that they should melt it. You know, like sometimes yeah. when you solve a puzzle... It's sort of a solution that you think, oh, this might work, and then you do it, and, especially, and it does, and that's never super satisfying. But especially when it's something destructive. Exactly. You can't, cu- you can't go back from the step of melting mm. the chocolate, so you need to be sure. And having a rattle, which apparently was already in the notes but didn't get said, mm. uh, would have made it like, oh, there is definitely something in here, I'm going to melt it. Yeah. That was my chocolate thought process. That makes sense. My, my process was a brick of chocolate, and I thought, oh, a brick is going through the window. <laughs> <laughs> well then you would have gone over to the window and discovered oh, yeah. there are already holes in this window yeah well, so uh, actually I, this I space it's, wanted to... it's nice that there mm, are these on. words in it that <laughs> that help us like uh the bars in front of the window it's musical yeah bars they took a bar I, I, I yeah mm. uh we actually had another we actually actually a bit, when we part of the ladle puzzle uh was the opposite where i wanted to 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 laugh at Danny because uh so she got mad at me about not mad she she pointed out my silliness with the chocolate one when I I had such a small thing with the ladles so originally with the ladles you know you 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 play you hit the ladle and it makes a it makes a sound right oh this is not where I thought you were going with this um and and originally I just like hit the ladle with my hand I just like I you know I saw like whack it can I like hit it or something and like that's where I eventually got to and and they started playing and afterwards I like had this really big thing where I was like, no, no, Danny, Danny, you need to put like something in the room that's like a metal thing that yeah. I can hit the ladles with. You've <laughs> got to give me something to hit the ladles with. Like it feels so weird to punch a ladle that does like, like if, but if like, I feel like I really want to have it, you know, it's not a solution to a puzzle. It's not part of the puzzle or anything. I just need to ding it with something. And we were having this long discussion like, oh, well, what could you have that wouldn't be you know, we're thinking, well, you couldn't have like a knife because then people are going to have a knife and they're going to want to do stuff with it. Interestingly, you did that with the spoons anyway, trying yes. to hack the doorknobs. <laughs> you know, but, and I was so, Jimmy the lock I was with a so spoon. happy. That's exactly what I warned him would happen yeah. with a knife. Yeah. Exactly, right? Um, but I was so happy when Dave. You were like, oh, wait, oh, the spoon. Can I use the spoon to hit the lead? And I was like, yes, yeah. exactly. That, you need a spoon. Exactly. You've got to hit was, it. Yeah. Wow. But for me, 
looking at those first three ladles, F, G, and then you said an, an E. Yeah, uh, and language, in Dutch, yeah, accents. That, an E is an A. Uh, an, an, an A-E. Oh, and I wrote down an E. I thought, yeah. oh, that's weird. They're not in <laughs> sequence. And then, uh, because then I would have thought, oh, the other ones are shoot, probably yeah. in sequence as well. And it would have been much faster. But solving the puzzle then just at a different moment where <laughs> the information this was given from language. This is why I'm scared language. of doing escape rooms in other countries. Yeah. Yes. So then I thought, oh, yeah. Okay, that's it. And, and <laughs> I, I love that. And making uh-huh. music is always fun. My interesting point where I thought you were going with that comment, Bill, Mm. is that both of you, this didn't even occur to me when I was writing the room, drew out those ladles and had them look like musical notes. Yeah. Yes, I drew them as well. I thought these ladles look like... And the fact that Danny didn't think about that, but it still is so thematically appropriate, is great. I love that. Um, Actually, what's even funnier for me is that I drew the ladles and they looked like musical notes, and then I put a line for them to hang on, and it immediately made them look like um, black swans in a lake, See, just because the line looked Billy, like the edge of the lake. Look at my notes. I didn't think they were musical notes because I drew mine slightly oh, 3D. Oh, you did like a top-down view. Yeah. But, and so then they ended up as pelicans in this room, and it was a perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just wish I could have solved this quicker. I just feel like we got. I got so hung up on a few things that I just... It's, it, and it, it's really... Interesting, especially this music puzzle. I've never, I don't think I've done a room so far where people have had all of the elements and it's both you and Bill when he was playtesting, but not quite known what to do with them. Mm. And that's, yeah, oh, that, that makes me feel funny inside. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what I want to do with that because that's one of those things where I can't tell. Maybe I've just made a logic jump in my own head that's too far. No, or maybe... I, think, I think in the end it made sense. Because like, I think you guys, had, you guys had pretty much the exact same process I did with this, right? You tried a lot of physical things. Like, can we hang them at different heights, you know, to, to represent? Yeah. You know, can we change the order of the ladles so that they're in the order of the music? Or can we put them hanging on the bars of the window? Like all of this very yeah. physical stuff. And it wasn't until we, we, and I had it quite late as well, this concept of like, well, I can like ding it, right? Like I can like, just like ding it and maybe it'll play a note. And I tried to remind you, Bill, that the note said that they wanted to make music. Yeah, exactly. I need a bit more prompting on this one. But like, and it was that feeling of, I actually, I didn't assume they were in order. I I like played them to see if they played that note. And they went, oh, cool. Is the next one like, one tone higher is the next yeah. one one tone higher yeah. to like double check they're like as proof because again like it's nice because it's a it's another one where you can assume they're in order but the the like the fact that they play different notes is a mechanism to be sure of that order rather than guessing at it yeah which is nice i yeah. think yeah now on a scale of one to five and bill you can get into this Ooh. how transferable do you think that this room would be to a real life escape room Oh, could you physically make this room? I'm thinking about a 1.1. <laughs> yeah, I think... Too uh, many ghosts. There's too many ghosts, isn't there? That's the problem. Too much fire. Well, no, it's, fire, uh, and that was, for me, uh, very... Um, I thought we need to fix this oven as fast mm. as we can. I, um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's true. Oh, that is a good point. Uh, it was... that, yeah, and it kind of... 
makes you want to because it yeah if it was real you'd want to that's the only thing you'd be thinking i don't know it's ah oh. if you change you if you change the music about exactly how terrible this room yeah. was as far as safety is concerned <laughs> oh safety wise terrible that's it was haunted for god's sake uh, See, there were bars <laughs> on the window <laughs> i think if you change the musical elements to um uh, colors and like lights and stuff you could you could make the room uh, a reality some of the elements could you could change to make a reality. Like have a tone, but have that tone signified by a light so that there's a physical thing to show you yeah. that you've made the right note, if that makes sense. Mm. Because otherwise you make the note and then you don't know where the reset is if you get it wrong. Does that make, that make sense? That's true, Ooh. yeah. Because that, that is a big thing I always freak out about in real escape yeah, rooms. Yeah, that's true. It's like, well, how do I get back to the start of this puzzle? Yeah. I know I've got it wrong halfway through. Yeah, it is hard. Man, I was thinking that something like the doors only opening a little bit would be the tricky part, but I'm sure that's not a thing that would be too hard. No. no. Yeah, I mean, it might be expensive to set up doors that do that well, but I'm sure you could do it. I wonder. I mean, this is oh, my... Oh, everybody would break them. This is why I can't... <laughs> oh, they would. This is why I definitely can't own a real escape room. I have no concept of technical limitations or mm. lack thereof. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know what exists. I've done a, uh, an escape room in uh, in the Netherlands where everything was electrical, and um, there was a chair. It was a doctor. Uh, a, a, what was it? What do you call it? a dentist chair that moved and that went ah. up and had buttons on it? It was amazing, and things mm. exploded. It really exploded. They rigged something <laughs> that you had to rush back to the first room, and then you entered it, and then it exploded. It was amazing. The bookshelf, nah. bam, and things flying around. <laughs> Creepy and amazing. Oh, by the way, um, <laughs> if you were going on uh, with the manor, have you, this probably mm. not something for in the podcast, but have you watched uh, The Haunting this? of Hill House uh, on Netflix? No, uh, I hear that that is legitimately full on terrifying. Yeah, but so I, it, it surely... I'm going to stick with, I'm sticking with Luigi's Mansion as my inspiration. <laughs> 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 okay, that makes sense. But uh, I did get that feel from uh, from from this room. Very nice. Oh, good. Oh, nice. It's what I uh, it's what I like so much about the podcast in general is that like the and uh, having an overriding arc of a th of a story. It's just so smart because it makes you really want to listen to the next one, not just because you want to listen to some people like us solve and well, attempt to solve an escape room because you want to know what the story is what's what's going to happen mm. i i really hope that i can make people think that yeah. well pe it's a challenge love, people really audience really liked children of my yeah, and i got caught up in the story of children of my it's Cyrus, such a good story it it's great it's it Aww. makes you yeah. go Having a lot but it, honestly it makes it makes the show it makes a show that would be um otherwise mentally draining sometimes because you go oh okay because it's puzzles right it's, it's hard men mm. physical, like, mental mm. work um but it makes it like bingeable which is a word i don't think i've ever used That's before interesting. because you, you want to know what happens in the next part of the story and you go well i need to just listen to and you find it i just it's just <laughs> a really smart way to do escape yeah. room podcast i think which oh, yeah, i really yeah. hope that we can do this because i mean everyone in the escape room community talks about how story is the valued thing and that people should yeah. be emphasizing story mm. more and how hard it is to interlink story and puzzles. And well, let's just say I'm trying. It's really good. <laughs> but it's interesting it, yeah, because it's good. The, the connected arcs, are, I think, are better from a 
from a podcasting point of view. From from yeah. from the from the fact that this is a show, having the long connected arcs is really nice. But it's also like a game, and so I know we've we've talking to some other people recently who like the connected arcs, but they they're, they're glad for the for the standalone rooms as well because they play the rooms. They they get they run them for their friends, and it's easier to run all of those standalone rooms individually rather than thinking, can I get somebody to sit to to be a, a regular player for ten episodes, you know of of trying to play through Children of Osiris. Yeah. So for the people who play the, or our, our stuff as a game, having the uh, the standalone rooms is really is really good for that. And it's also nice to have like be able to like vary up story and have all these little quick one shot stories. You know, Ragamuffin Jones has become a fan <laughs> favorite for some reason, uh, <laughs> and he existed in just this one little standalone. When I say a fan favorite, I just mean the people at. Reddit on Reddit, love him. <laughs> I got another message from them today. Even today, oh no, maybe yesterday, I got a message from them just being like, "You got to have more Ragamuffin Jones." All I want is more Ragamuffin. It's just, a, it's just me doing a bad New York accent and being a bodybuilder. But, but like, like, so it's interesting to like find that balance because while while we're making a show, we are also providing games that people play, and uh, and and I understand from them like long connected arcs are great, but hard to play because they can't just. They find it. They don't want to just jump into room nine. They got to have someone consistently play through rooms one to ten. Well, which is interesting. It's in, thing is though, in a selfish way, you it is a podcast first and foremost. In in I would that's the way I think about our podcast. That it's a mm. podcast first. That's has to be enjoyable to listen to, and you want people to keep on listening to it. So I think you have to treat it like that a lot of the time. But yeah, uh, but, yeah but it is a, it yeah. is a it is a it's a commodity is the wrong word, but it is a um, an entity outside of being a podcast as well because it exists as a room. So I, yeah, I, mm. it's a mm. difficult balance. We've to put ourselves strike. into an interesting position. But I think, <laughs> but look, I think we've had some very fun story moments in the standalone rooms. It's, yeah. it's just different, you know. It's these lighter. Like I still love the egg thief room, and I still love, <laughs> um, I still love the time stopped room from season one. Mm-hmm. I think it was really great. You know, like these fun story moments that are really engaging. Um, or even the fact that through season one we sort of built up this uh, Ragoletto crime family <laughs> in the background of that season that just appeared uh, in a few episodes. It's it's interesting um, as well though with because uh, um, if you think of, I'm thinking of it from a board game perspective though, talking about how story mm. is so important mm. that you can have the smartest games and puzzles, but if there's no reason for you to solve it almost it kind of just feels like you're doing a crossword in a newspaper almost it's like well that's a Mm. that's a thing i've done but when you have a really good story behind it you can kind of oh i've done this now and that i've that's you solve something it makes it way more real so i think i wouldn't know which was harder to do uh come up with the games or come up with the story as well and it's it's kind of the it's the thing that happens in board games all the time. It's like, well, did you think of the theme of the game first, or did you think about what mechanics you're going to have, like a chicken and egg kind of situation? Mm. It's a uh, mm. very difficult to do, I imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, it's tricky. Like I have been doing creative writing forever like ever since i was seven years old and a teacher gave us our first ever creative writing assignment and i went oh my god 
I can create things. This is allowed. Uh, I've been into that. So for me, the story is definitely not easy to do. But if I were put in a position where I had to come up with a board game, coming up with the theming and almost storyline of it, a million times easier than attempting to come up with a mechanic. I think that's, yeah. I'm not very good at knowing what's possible. (laughs) That's it though, isn't it as well? And with the fun thing about this is that it's, you, um, you, there's so many more options are open to you. you can, it's not you can, real, so I can. You can trap a ghost power. if you want at the end exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, <sighs> it's, yeah, it's great. But it's, uh, I did a whole escape room, uh, and it was all to do with, um, it was like, there's loads of like blacklight challenge things where you have to kind of like work mm, things out with blacklights and stuff. Common. And that kind of thing would be difficult to do. Uh, it's funny that things that would be difficult to do are, as a podcast that would be relatively easy to create in the real world because it's definitely different. You have it's to imagine limiting yeah. and unlimiting in very different ways. Because mm, there's things you'd have to imagine that you'd have to kind of keep in your brain. I mean, we have like sheets that come with these and stuff, but it's just interesting the the things that become way harder doing it in the two different formats, real and. In your mind. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, when we first came up with the podcast, we weren't even sure if it was possible based on the things that we'd done in real escape rooms. Yeah. So, phew. <laughs> that worked out well. <laughs> well it works. Well, lucky. It works pretty well. <laughs> we do a board game panel yeah. show. So, I mean, when you think of a strange, ridiculous podcast, I mean... We we have the uh, the market cornered on that as well. We just is this a is this an idea? Can we? Yeah, you could do it once, but could you do it like fifty times? Probably. Is that oh, even? Yeah. yeah, that was the extra scary thing to think about. Oh, you should have seen Danny in our first like when we were like eight episodes in. And she was like, I don't know if I have any other episodes. I'm gonna run out of episodes. And now <laughs> no, well, it wasn't that I thought I didn't have any. I did have just plenty. That in the future but you at some point in the future, surely that oh, list we'll just got to run out. We'll just rehash all the old rooms, but <laughs> stick a different. Well, skin I on already them. kind of am. This is the second room that's taken place in a kitchen. That is true. <laughs> I don't think I repeated myself much. No, no repeated puzzles. Um, I mean, the first kitchen room had no door, so <laughs> I think I made up for it in this one. Uh, now, last week, no, wait, hold on, scratch that. Last episode, no, that's not right episode either. Episode one. Hold on. On the first episode of this season, uh, we had uh, our two guests were um, were a, another Dave. Every every guest is oh a Dave. Oh my god! Why do we have so there many? There are so many Daves. We've had, you're like our seventh Dave, but that's fine. This is um, unbelievable because last episode we started recording and I was making fun of everyone being called Matt. And, oh, and, and Michael, Mike. <laughs> yeah. and you were like, we "I have got an original name, like Dave." And then I said, "Dave is the <laughs> least original name in the entire world." <laughs> well, yeah, we've had eighty or so Daves, and only one other match. Yeah, so I think. Um, but so last, so on, on the first season, uh, first episode of this season, we had uh, Dave and Lee Fay, who'd both done guest rooms on our show. They'd done ones at the end of season two. Uh, David also done a, 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 his first room at the end of our first season. So they designed season rooms. Three, um, no, his first room at the, at the end of I know what you're asking. And yes, I'll room. design a room. Two. It'll be genius. <laughs> It'll be... <laughs> well, so I'm actually very specifically Everyone will not die talking to you. Um, uh, but uh, now we talked about it at the start of last week's episode, but uh, Dave, you made a room for This Game is Broken. You designed one of our a style of escape rooms. Yeah. 
how was that as a as a process for you? Like designing that, what what did you find interesting or difficult when you were going through that? Um, well, the first thing I knew is that I knew wh- where I was going to have this thing take place. I wanted to do it in a, a board game convention. And um, the story was important to me because we just had a little shook up in uh, shake up in our, in our um, in our group. One of uh, a, sh- one a of shake us... up in the lineup is the is yeah what shake happened. up in the lineup. One of one of us uh, left the podcast, and I thought, oh, I could maybe give that some meaning in in the storyline, and then uh, what kind of puzzles could work, and then uh, some things were just pretty easy to to come up with and then slowly it, it built slowly but i could not do this more than once a year i'm, I'm gonna do make another <laughs> one for <laughs> i'm gonna make another oh, one wonderful. for uh, in the summer so we can do it uh, make it a, a yearly thing yeah but that oh, that it. would be it though because that was that's the limit of our ability to do this i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, fair enough yeah you had some Really good puzzles in that. I had real fun when I was playtesting that. Ah, uh, that's good. <laughs> there was now when when you put that together, we we released at the end of our first season. We released a couple episodes that were talking about the process by which Danny makes and designs these rooms. Talks about how she puts them together and then how we make puzzles for them as well. Did you listen to those before you went in, or did you go in just having kind of listened to? I listened. Thought, oh, I listened to them before I went in, and uh, I, I did thought, they help? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, they did. Um, I, I mean, um, uh, about uh, not putting uh, items and, and objects in a room that are just for the puzzle, but try to think of the puzzles that come out of the room, stuff that's already there. Mm. We had a, I, I've got, I'm looking at the banner that is is a big part of our uh, of the escape room, I'm looking at it right now because I have that real life banner here with me, and thinking, oh, fun. and uh, there's still the, the picture of the guy who left us, and <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's for me that was a, a big part of it. I wanted to make that look right and 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 have meaning. That's really cool, and yeah, it was really nice how you were able to personalize it to the people that you were making it for, uh, so that they would have an extra yeah feelings about what was mm. going on it was really nice your puzzle that you made that uh, dave had there was 12 or 13 documents though that went along with it wasn't there whereas the puzzle <laughs> we've so. just but the puzzle we've just done had two so that's a massive difference i mean i'm not i'm not saying you know mm-hmm. that but it's a massive difference to say that those i mean there were so many documents but it's because some things um you made you mean uh pictures that um yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, I think it's true. because you 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 did extra work because you didn't want to leave some things up to our imagination. I think because you could have described yeah. the banner, but you sent us a picture of the banner, and then you sent us a picture of what the banner looked like once we'd done that thing to the banner. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's just the extra effort of people who have some artistic skill. Well, I just think he just didn't trust us to use our imagination, which is no. I wanted to I, actually. I wanted people to know this banner exists. <laughs> and I think that's that's where it came from. Oh, that's fun. What would you do uh, for right. next one if you did another one, Dave? Not uh, have you got any ideas be... for it? I, I don't have any ideas yet. It, it's I'm I'm going to make it during the summer holiday, and then we're going to do it at the end of August, I think. So you'll have make it Jumanji like, yeah. Make it make it Jumanji. 
Oh yeah, you get stuck in a game of. Yeah, well, I like the science. idea of people uh, playing a role in in it. So it's more, yeah, more of a role playing. Yeah, so that's put, like the in, uh, season three of uh, Escape. You know, because people are the cat. You like you meet the character like uh, Cap the Captain, and then the, the, that's cool because <laughs> you kind of can assume that they have knowledge that you can kind of works for a podcast, right? That you can, or you, yeah. it's like giving mm. someone. It's like mm. giving someone a information pack at the start as they go in and they say, this is you, you know these things, but you don't, you know, that's just, mm. it's just, yeah, it's a whole extra layer of complication mm. that we could add to it, which is probably... Yeah, yeah. I, I actually made a bespoke room for one of our listeners recently that involved that. One of the requested things was that the players have their own abilities that can interact with the room in various ways, and it's the first time I've properly taken on something like that. And yeah, that does add another layer to it. It's very fun to experiment with. Yeah, and so yeah. much harder to police as you do it. Because like, no, you can't say that <laughs> yet because I was asking. But there's <laughs> also there's also part of that that works well when your audience is different, right? So like, so Danny made this bespoke room specifically for a single person, right? It was a it was a commissioned room for a single listener. Yeah. So we could design it very narrowly right and 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 dave you could do the same thing with with your room mm. because it yeah. isn't designed like ours are to be playable by as many people as possible if someone isn't uh, at the very least a fan but more likely a member of the podcast this game is broken they're probably not playing that room so you don't need to you can tailor it down really specifically to be yeah. about a single member of the podcast who's no longer there and have these puzzles that are based on 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 uh, board game facts that you know these people know because you know who they are. Yeah. No, so yeah. it's it's interesting that that you can you can really narrow it down, uh, and so you have that because you're making yours just for you know a few other people. You can really get some fun focused stuff in there that that's harder to do on our show. Yeah. Because they're again games that can be played. Yeah, you can put and also like. People listen to it who don't know all these things. Yeah, because in the one that we did, you could, I mean, you could add quite a few personal horrible in-jokes, which are personal and vicious attacks against the different members of the <laughs> podcast. But uh, you can't do that when it's like a, an over, like, a, it's for everyone. But it's interesting that how, like, you could, it, the idea of tailoring a, uh, like, a commissioned escape room, you really could mess with people's minds a little bit uh, yeah there's so many possibilities to really screw with people mm. which is not why you should <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love it. we're trying to make the experience lovely and friendly and really interesting you're just like how do we get them how do we get them <laughs> how can I really ruin this person's night I'm going to get in their head how do I really make them want to not be in this room anymore <laughs> it's it's uh, <sighs> yeah I, that's how I go into a lot of things is how can I make this the worst experience for other people <laughs> Well, I mean, we found that out too. <laughs> Tried so hard. Sorry. <sighs> <sighs> do you ever do you ever have it where people come in and just go completely the wrong? I mean, obviously, I mean, we didn't go the complete the right way, obviously. But do you ever find that people have come in and just gone completely the wrong way with it? I don't know how to explain that. And you just go, "Why are you thinking like this?" Have you ever had that where you've got to had to lead? We. So, so generally, the rooms are designed in a way that that accounts for this, right? People, people go to where you would think people would go, and 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 they and they find the right sort of stuff. And and sometimes we need to hint people in certain directions. Mostly, everyone's pretty good. 
we did have uh we we've had occasions in which people keep thinking that the thing that they're doing is too dumb to work when it's the actual answer <laughs> right because there's a reason they're thinking it it's because the room is designed to make them think that way and they'll be like i mean I guess I'll like uh, kick it with my foot. <laughs> it's like you kick it and it opens. Like, oh, what? You know. So, so that's that's an interesting one. Thing. I think sometimes um, I, I I was gonna say I think I, I worried when in our room that we did it came to the point where we had those taps uh, the R the B the mm. uh, the red the blue <laughs> and the yellow one and like but when you first said it I was like oh no it's a whole this is going to, we're going to be stuck here for about 20 minutes now on these taps because I don't, <laughs> but then it was just, I never thought, Dave said it, it's like, well, t- can we turn the taps on? And I had just assumed because earlier on in the game, things weren't on. I was like, well, we're going to have to work out how to turn these taps on. It's all going to be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And, I, and when, when uh, Danny said, yeah, you turn the red tap and it comes on. I went, it comes on just like that. What do you mean it just comes on? <laughs> The tap just turns on. What? <laughs> and then I, uh, then I had the obviously the brainwave that blue and yellow make orange. But uh, we all knew, we yeah. all knew what I was thinking. I swear, that I have great. to. In your defence, I swear I've done that exact same thing before. <laughs> I swear I've been like, like, oh yeah, that's blue and green to make that one. It's like no, it's I was just, just like red and brown. What are you doing? I was just overexcited because I knew I'd solve. I knew I was like I knew what I'd solve something, but I was overexcited, so I. <laughs> Shouted out the wrong thing, like a like a damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> so now the one thing that is left to discuss, and maybe it should go edit in earlier rather than at the very end because we- it feels a little out of place now, and I feel like I've forgotten everything. But we should talk about what we've actually discovered storyline wise. Oh, yes, what like what happened? Well, who do we know? Who are the yeah? What have you learned on? about your distant family? And I can yeah. join you on this one because so I don't we, know how it go, continues from here. We have Katrina and Mike. They were together. Who's mm. Who's Mike? Yes. And What's now, that Mike? Now Mike is Mike is Mike Culloden. That's it. Yeah. He's the he's the he was the previous Culloden uh, guy, and we know from the first episode <laughs> this season, uh, he died in a car crash. Thinking, and we thought there were no heirs left. If you if you uh, which was in the the teaser as well. Yeah. So, so Mike died in a car crash. In the first episode, we found out that his driver had gotten like drunk, possibly, and 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 crashed the car. And he was, and so we were like in the car with him, like reliving this death scene, um, in the first episode. Uh, but yeah, in this one, it was more about we had that note from Katrina, who's who's his his wife. She sounds like a lovely woman. Uh, and there's like Lee was the cook. What, it's just Lee was the cook. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our Patreon donor Lee De George. De George. <laughs> I, I know how to pronounce things. Lee De George. Lee Lee De Lee De Whose name happens to have a convenient three letters that can be made by straight Keys. lines. That's very true. Yeah. This key is shaped like a P. This one is shaped. Like a U and a Q. This one is shaped. Oh dear. But yeah, oh, Lee, Lee's easier to do with keys, uh, not to solve. Definitely. I just, yeah, I think so. I'm very interested to know what happens in the whole story because yeah, I know I that the story for season three was this. exciting and interesting. So I'm sure you've come up with something fantastic that's going to top season three. 
if it doesn't have one of these. Season two. Season two. two. Season two. Oh, is it yeah. two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why my brain? Yeah. Yeah. Season three was standalones again. Why my yeah, bra- our odd seasons are our standalones, our evens are our connecteds. Why does my brain <laughs> tell me that? That's. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm. I'm almost positive um, you must be right, but my brain tells me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just yeah, the Katrina thing is 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 interesting, right? Because Katrina had this son, but was afraid of Mike Culloden being all like, "I'm Mike Culloden, I hate everybody." Yeah, um, that's how he sounds. That's right? how I pictured it all along. Uh, and escape with the child to like get away from him. So maybe and like that seems to be where the the line of Culloden's came from. That's why there's all these secret descendants. Yeah, I just have a feeling that. What was she saying to Lee? Like she's saying to Lee, like. I hope you get out or like It feels like the the whole household is being kind of infected by Mike's Shitty, anger issues. Yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna be a hell hold whole horrible storm of pain <laughs> the whole time, isn't it though, basically. That's that's kind of what we set up. Oh but yeah, like it must have really devolved because like think about the Lee in the note compared to the Lee as the ghost that was in yeah. the kitchen with you, right? Like in the note, it was like, "Oh, Lee, you know, I hope you know you're you know fine. Like I hope you get out before things get bad, and we can sing and eat ice cream and just be like it was a really happy, positive thing." But the things that the ghost was saying was like, "What are you doing here, looking for food? The master gets food. You guys just get scraps. scraps like, yeah. oh, you want some like turkey or you want some stew or whatever? No, you get bread. Bread's good enough for you know, like, like really like I liked him better as a ghost. Angry and mean." <laughs> I think he was much yeah. more of a lovable character. Yeah, I just think this, this is going to be a whole history of pain in this household that uh, I imagine will come yeah. out eventually. Dun, dun, dun. And just as one last point, do you have any idea how Lee the cook may have died and what may have gone on there? Oh, okay. Let's think. Dave. There was the note that was burnt a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that happened at the time of like reading a note and went, Oh, I'm so sad, I'd drop it on the stove and die. I reckon uh, I've got a I quickly I just will shout this out. I reckon he uh, gassed himself. Just gonna say that. The oven was still on. I reckon he the like the oven was on. on because the, the doors are there. closed, the doors were locked, keeping all the gas in the room. This is a jolly conversation, but I think he gassed him I think he <laughs> he either got gassed or gassed himself. There was also the towel, though, that had blood. Like, even if that's like a ghostly blood apparition, because blood doesn't usually form words, that still, like, seems more violent than, a, than, than oven gas, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's true. And the, and the blood was finishing off that note that was on the stove oh, burnt. So I feel like there's a connection between, like, the death and the end of this note. And the, yeah, I forgot about the bloody towel, and that does, that does seem to make sense. That, yeah, mm. that makes sense. <laughs> Is there anything we're missing here, Danny? I mean, not exactly. We talked about this after you playtested the room, Bill, in very faint terms, that the message being on the towel may have been a representation of that was almost its imprinting. This was absolutely the thing that the ghost was thinking about as it died. So something was going on just to let you know the timing of that. And maybe that means it was a suicide in that case. Of course, you also had what may have been bullet holes in the window. That is true. The window had yeah. holes in it. I mean, it was just, it was never going to go well for any of these people. <laughs> I think Lee was walking through, right? Slipped into the window, broke a hole, started falling backwards, donked his head on all of those ladles and went like and then like rolled into the oven and, and burnt alive 
like yeah, a witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Hansel and Gretel witch. Which, while hilarious, was deadly. I think that's definitely how it happened. I can see that happening big time. Yeah. I'll have to redraw my oven to make <laughs> this fit. Uh, wonderful. Well, thank you, uh, you two, for coming on the show. It was really great to have you uh, after we'd had all this kind of pre like escape room what's the word for when two people talk to each other conversation conversation i was gonna say jing- uh, jingle jangle i think oh that was it a jingle, a jingle jangle. jangle we had this big jingle jangle about escape rooms and and it was really cool to, to listen to that episode of yours and how it all mm. came through and that was so long ago as well because while it's been released publicly in january it yeah was, it was much it, earlier uh, than you that you released in, it to your donors August, uh, september yeah 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 i think yeah but so it's been a long it's been a long time coming, but I'm glad it all it all came through. You guys did really well. Thank well, you. Thank you for saying that because we we know it wasn't it's not true. So what's important is that you <laughs> said it. But thank you. I'm hoping I'm gonna be listening to it when it's edited and released and hopefully feel better about the whole experience. <laughs> I'm gonna find a sound effect so that every time you suggest something, it, goes, it just goes wop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it's blue and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so angry at myself. But it was very fun. It was very fun. Thank you for having us on and uh yes. letting us do it. That was absolutely it's funny when you listen to a podcast and you go, Oh man, I wish I could do that and then you actually get a chance to do it. It's it's great. It's like watching mm. uh, the Crystal Maze. Do you ever watch the Crystal Maze? <laughs> Was that, yes. Does that does that carry across the ocean the crystal maze, Dave? Yeah, well, everyone knows. Crystal At the very maze. least, on YouTube. Uh, excellent. It feels like that. You get to do it. And you go, yay! I mean, we didn't win any money, but other than that, it was uh, pretty good. <laughs> nice. Um, so before you go, do you have? Uh, you, you, obviously, I've still got the links to this game is broken underneath. Uh, do you have anything else? Where, where can people find you if they want to find you on on Twitter, uh, on on? Other things I can link all that below if you'd like. Oh well, uh, I would just go. I would just look for this game is broken on all forms of social media: YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I think. Although, don't bother with Facebook. Everyone knows that. That's not. <laughs> who cares? But uh, yeah, that's that's where we are. But uh, also, Dave, you exist in the in the real world as an entity on your in your own right, don't you? As well. What? <laughs> no, well, not anymore. Kind of. Oh, uh, good. Good. You're just a disembodied <laughs> spirit that roams the phone well, line. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing comedy shows in the Netherlands. Opsterk Water is uh, the name of our cabaret group. I think that translates wrong, but uh, in, in the <laughs> Netherlands, you know that it's just about the fun. So f- find me, Opsterk Water in yeah, Dutch Yeah, we definitely theaters. have some Netherlands listeners. Yeah, I'll put links to that as well. Yeah. It's actually uh, a lot closer wonderful. to me than I think it is. It's like it's closer than oh, it's yeah, closer it's than Scotland. So close. When we travelled to the Netherlands last year, we flew via London because that was the easiest, cheapest way yeah. to do it. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's uh, that's what we do. We do board game stuff on 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 the on the internet, and that's at, and we try to have fun with it rather than be all. Yeah, it's like the board game version. Yeah, of this, so really. board games fans, yeah, definitely check that out. Sounds cool. Right? All right. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Thank that you. was wonderful. And you can also, oh, yes. Oh, of course, we have a show. We have all of our <laughs> yes. stuff. Oh my gosh! So, yes. Also, if you want to follow us, we're on Twitter at ask this podcast. You can send us an email, escape this pod at gmail.com. If you have any questions that you think would be interesting to be answered in these little interim 
shows, send them to us and we can answer them and ask them to Danny and catch her off guard. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, and we also have a Patreon as well. Um, on the Patreon at the moment, there are bonus episodes uh, in which Danny creates murder mysteries out of old public domain murder mystery stories. And I play through them. We've done Murders on the Room Morgue. We've done uh, the... Disappearance, disappearance of Mr. Of Davenheim. They've been great fun. So I got to be Poirot and whoever, the the, the some unknown detective in in <laughs> in the earlier book, uh, which is great. There's also other pri- uh, other things you can sign up for. There are badges and pins, and also badges and pins. Badges and pins. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> and also anyone who is a donor gets their name put in the hat for NPC. Names. This is the second time in our this recent uh, escape room where we saw the Culloden's, Mike and Katrina, both donors, uh, and also we saw a new donor appear in this episode, uh, who we mentioned earlier, Lee DeGeorge. Uh, so thank you thank for you so your donation. Much, I hope you enjoyed being an angry cook ghost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our patrons are generally positioned as pretty mean people in I've already apologized on Patreon, I believe, that this season not many people are gonna get a good edit out yeah, of it. Yeah, they're all gonna so I hope you're happy being an evil cook ghost who's now in an ice cream tub. Thank you for donating to the show. You're an evil eerie shipping captain that hates everyone. Oh, I think the best person has just been like, don't worry, you're just a horse. You can't be that evil. <laughs> and then they were <laughs> 